all of us are aging, but are all of us doing so courageously? Find out how to do so on this episode of Live Happy Now. The ancient Greeks defined happiness as the joy you feel moving towards your potential. To think about positive psychology, it's a science, and it's actually younger than the internet, believe it or not. The reality is that social connection is, in the research, the greatest predictor we have of long-term happiness. You have some factors in your control that can promote the health and resilience and growth of your absolutely most important asset, which is your brain. And so it all comes down to understanding ourselves. There's a way for all of us to succeed, but, but it might take different things. We're all looking for the same thing, and that's a way to bring a little bit more joy to our day. Join us as we look at the many different paths that lead us to that happy place. This is Live Happy Now. Hello and greetings. Welcome to another edition of the Live Happy Now podcast. I am your host, J.R. Houston. Please, you're joining us wherever you are in the world and however you may be listening. Excited that you are making us a part of your day. Do not forget to check out the latest issue of Live Happy magazine. It is available at Barnes & Noble, wherever fine magazines are sold. You can also get the digital edition. It is uh, available on the Apple Store and in the Google Play Store. And it's got a picture of presents with doves on it. So it's fun and festive for the holiday season. Be sure to check that out. Talking a lot about uh, gratitude and spirituality. Going to be a fun time. We have got a fun program for you right here as we are talking with Dr. Ken Druck, an award-winning mental health expert specializing in parenting, aging, and resilience training. It's a really fun conversation we had with him. Uh, after some of the nation's worst tragedies, Dr. Druck's many books, including The Real Rules of Life and The Secrets Men Keep, have been featured on Oprah, The New York Times, NPR, on and on and on. And his new book, Courageous Aging, is out on, uh, well, it's it's out. It's out already. You can get a copy of it now if you would like. We're excited to welcome him in. Dr. Druck, uh, like I said, we're very excited to have you. And in the book, I've, I want to I lead off with this because I liked the phrasing here. In your book, Courageous Aging, one of the first things you say is that aging isn't for sissies. And my thought was, well, yes, it is because aging is for everybody. We all do it. Everybody gets older. <laughs> what, did you mean by, what did you mean by aging isn't for sissies? Well, you know, Jr. We 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 do have that choice. We have so many choices. There's things we don't have choices about, uh -huh. such as getting older. Uh -huh. And uh, there are things that we can decide, like how am I going to get older? And it's either going to be somewhere on the continuum between complete avoidance, kicking and screaming, resisting the idea that we get older, trying to fake it, uh, trying to hide, being ashamed of ourselves or somehow embracing the idea that this is just part of the deal. It's part of the ride that we get older and asking the question, how can I live my best possible future? How can I change the trajectory of what I'm doing now? How can I live courageously the way I have in all the seasons of my life and face into the fact that I'm getting older and make the most of it? So you mentioned, like, you know, people that get dragged kicking and screaming. Do you mean like people who just like refuse to admit it? You know, they're 50 something and they're still trying to hang out with the frat kids. I mean, it, what, what do you mean by by uh, not not going into it, I guess, gracefully in so many ways? Well, I think we we have an amazing ability to hide, deny, repress, avoid, run away from, medicate, out busy, outwork to really step away from rather than to face into a lot of things in life. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is the idea that we're getting older. 
And some of us have, you know, really good practical reasons. It's like, wait a minute, I, I'm going to lose my job or I'm, I'm going to be rendered irrelevant because we do live in a society that worships youth and that devalues people as they get older. Yeah. You know, in Western culture, that's what we do. It's not something that happens universally. If you live in India, when you're turning 60, you're just beginning to wake up. You're just beginning to be revered and respected. You're bringing to bear experience, wisdom, maturity, a tempered personality, and uh, you're just beginning to wake up. Here, you know, we're on the back, we're turned 60, we're on the back nine of life. Yeah. We're in fade mode. Yeah, it's it's interesting the the cultural differences there because you know as you think about it I uh, yeah I mean I'm kind of at that age now I'm I'm at thirty and everyone says oh you're in the prime of your life I feel like I don't know anything yet how how is it how can it be that I'm in the prime of my life that when I don't know probably don't even know what I don't know yeah. And, you know, it, and the fact that we have all these biases about age, including judging people who are 30 to be less competent or less wise, it disallows the incredible opportunity that's available when you get millennials talking to boomers, when you get yeah. conversations, you get vibrant inquiries, you get people talking about their experience and what, you know, sharing across the lines of age. So we lose that when we when we kind of disappear into silos and we start putting people past their 60s into retirement communities or hiding them away as invisible, or when we start minimizing the value and the wisdom, the accumulated experience of people who are younger. Yeah, I, I really like that idea because, uh, and maybe it's it, this idea of, of someone being an old soul, but I've always been someone who's really enjoyed talking to people uh, that are older than me. In, in fact, just today, uh, a guy who is, uh, well, he's at minimum 30 years older than me, he and I sat there and had a great conversation about the way things are going in the office and the way things are, are, are progressing in our in our community and in our space and kind of bouncing ideas off of each other. And, and his experience combined with, uh, you know, sort of my, I guess, youthful view on that created a, a brainstorming session that otherwise would not have happened because of our our different perspectives and views on the world. Exactly. And and you're not going to miss out on that. And but a lot of people are including yeah. people in the workplace where, you know, we, we kind of send somebody out to pasture because they're 60 or 55 and they couldn't possibly they don't even know the technology that we're working with instead of finding ways to complement what the other person knows to keep each other in touch with important things that we've learned and that we are learning. And it, it also happens in the family where parents and their aging parents and adult children are disconnected. There's no conversation happening. There's no sharing. All they fear is the resistance, the, the differences. That's all they're focused on is how differently they see the world rather than finding common ground on which this richness can be really shared. Is that one of the, the myths of aging, that uh, the older you get, the less connected you are with the real world? Yeah, it is. It's 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 so out of touch with what reality is. You know, I'm I turned 68 this year and I have never felt more in touch with what's going on in the world. I've never been more creative in my life. I've never felt more vibrant, more confident, more secure 
more grounded and settled in my life. You know, for me, life is the quality of life is getting better, even with the aches and pains, <laughs> even with the fact that that I'm not the same person when I look in the mirror or see my reflection or watch myself on CNN. You know, I'm not the guy that I was at, at 35, 40, 45. Sure. You know, I'm I'm the older version of me, but I have a choice to either embrace that older version and say, hey, guy, you're doing great. Yeah. Or to reject him and judge him and criticize him and prosecute him because he's not the younger version. He's not the younger version, and maybe you haven't, uh, you didn't get to the exact place that the younger version uh, thought you were going to be in by the time you, you got to the age uh, that you well, are now. And that's part of courageous aging is that we got to let go. You know, if, we, if, we, if you put yourself on the line and you tried to do anything, create a family, Try for a job. Try to aspire in your profession. Try to be creative. No matter what you've done, you put yourself on the line. And if you put yourself on the line, you've probably failed. You yeah. probably had, didn't achieve everything you thought. Well, as you get older, it's time to let go of that stuff. It's time to let go of grudges, regrets, failures, all that garbage that we carry around with us that holds us back from finding our way to joy, finding our way to newfound courage, newfound strengths, newfound disinhibitions, ways that we can kind of let go and enjoy ourselves in this life. Yeah, it's it's the I like I like the idea that I I got from he was a football coach a guy by the name of of Tom Osborne who who was really it was for him it was always about the process rather than the destination, and he uh, was the coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers in 1994 and they won a national championship after whatever 20 years, and he said I he remember went, that very well. My daughter was going to Colorado at the time. Oh, there they you played go. Colorado. <laughs> yes, yes, it was a big game that year uh, yep. against Colorado, and they won the national championship and he said after they got back to the hotel he kind of just went to his room and went well that's it that's the that's the big thing i've been i've enjoyed working with these players for 20 years way more than i did winning that national championship so for him it was always the process or the journey uh rather than the destination and i know that's kind of become a cliche but it's it really is true if you don't achieve everything you think you're going to achieve when you're 25 there's still joy to be found on the road to what you do achieve Exactly. And, and those of us who live for the future or who live in the past, you know, are destined to, to end up in, a, in emptiness, in that kind of emptiness of saying, wait a minute, you know, I've been putting all my cards in uh, the I'll be happy when game. Yeah. I'll be happy when uh, this happens, when that happens, you know, or I'll be miserable when, as I get older, when I turn <laughs> 70 or 60, you know. And when we play backwards or forwards, rather than finding what we can be grateful for right now in this moment, what miracles are happening around us? I know we all have a lot of things going on around us in today's world, in today's society, as we look around the world that represent adversity and challenges and hardships, tragedies and losses. But there are also blessings and gifts and things that we take for granted that we can enjoy, that we can say, you know what? I have a right to be grateful. I have this moment, with even with everything going on, I have to count the gra with gratitude everything good, that, all the blessings that are happening in my life. And then we arrive in the present. And 
the present is where it's all happening. That's where we can learn the most. It's where we can experience the greatest joy and satisfaction. And it's where we can make the most progress in our life. Yeah, for sure. All this talk, it reminds me of a phrase that I hear a lot from my parents, my grandparents. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, I'm 30 years old and my wife is, is about the same age. Uh, we don't have kids. And we like to travel. We like to go do all kinds of different things, see all kinds of different places. And they'll say, well, you know, enjoy it while you're young. Enjoy it while you can. What are your thoughts on that that thought process that leads you to say a phrase like that? You know, bless their hearts for for <laughs> wanting the best for you. Yeah. But, you know, that paints a pretty dismal picture <laughs> of that, you know, you're young and, and it's all happening now. And the best in life is now. And I happen to believe that the best in life is not only what's happening right now, but it's you painting your best possible future, that it's what's ahead, that we can create the results. We don't get to play God. We don't get to have a crystal ball where we can look and control and predict everything. But we can create the kind of future that we want. We can work for that future. We can create our best possible future. And it begins with us and our attitude. It's creating a vision of yourself as a happy, you know, right now you're 30. But Mm -hmm. picture yourself as a 40-year-old with a huge smile on your face. Yeah feeling confident, looking good, your body's in shape, your relationship, your marriage is in great shape, you love your career. That's the picture we want to have, not a picture of, oh, my God, I'm 40, it's all over, yeah. or I'm 50, it's all over. You know, it's uh, now I'm playing the back nine of life. I'm in the third or fourth quarter of life. And that's what puts us in a midlife crisis rather than seeing midlife as an opportunity. Yeah, I, it's funny you mentioned that because as as uh, I was kind of formulating uh, that that question, I was picturing myself getting to be sixty eight, seventy years old, uh, and thinking, "Man, I want I can't wait to get there, and and hopefully I'll be able to retire at that age. You never know with the way uh, the economy works, but hopefully I'll be able to retire at that, be retired, and I can uh, be enjoying my life when I can uh, travel wherever I want, and I've got uh, plenty of money, and uh, my wife and I are still happy together, and uh, I can learn things and." and and pursue my passions at an even greater rate than I can now. Uh, yep. I, I guess maybe maybe I'm wired weird. Am I wired weird that I think that way? <laughs> I, I think you're wired great, and I think you giving yourself that message will make all the quality difference. You telling yourself, you know what, I, I see myself at 68. I'm cooking. You know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm awakening to a new season in life in which I have newfound freedom, not only to travel and do things I haven't been able to do, but I have newfound emotional freedom. I'm freer emotionally. I I care less about pleasing and impressing people. Yeah. I care less about old things that used to bring me down the regrets and failures and that whole history of things that didn't work out exactly the way I wanted, including the losses that are a part of life. Mm. You know, we all get to experience loss, you know, not only losing loved ones, but losses because things change in our lives. Things, the, the beautiful blueprint for plan A, you know, is not what we get to live we all have to, some somewhere along the line, find ourselves in the ashes of Plan A and creating, having to believe and have faith that we can create a beautiful Plan B or C or D. 
Yeah. So all of these things are 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 things that are in our control. Life is not completely. Life's terms dictate that that you know life will have its say. But we can set our minds and our trajectory and our course and our attitudes in such a way that we're likely to have our best possible future rather than kicking, screaming, and dreading getting older. You talk, uh, and you just mentioned this, and, and I really wanted to hit on this, because you talked about uh, looking back on our life and looking back at, at uh, the really the people we've been, even if it's just within one person, because I, I do believe we change in, uh, drastically throughout our lives. But we all have regrets and uh, dashed dashed hopes and and grudges that we hold. And you talk about uh, the importance of clearing the air of those things. H- how important do you think is that step uh, as as we uh, get a little older? I, I think it's critical. I think there's a time, you know, there's a time to to be angry and pissed and mm-hmm. upset and disappointed and to let it go. Those things come up, and we've got to clear, learn how to clear the air, not only to forgive ourselves, but to forgive other people. Let it go. Even if you can't completely forgive somebody, let it go. Don't sit there and drink the poison and expect somebody else to die. Yeah. Let it go. Release it. It's over. It's past. It hurt. It was terrible. It wasn't what you wanted. But you know what? You have to live forward. And all of us need, have, can take lessons in how to live forward. There are so many great examples of that in our world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd like, to, I'd like to think that having gone through some of the things that I've gone through in my own life, uh, especially the, the, the death of my oldest daughter, which was probably the biggest tragedy in my life, yeah. that living forward is the way that I honor her. It's the way I express my love for her, is by saying, you know what, I'm going to write new chapters of life. I'm going to take this hurt in my heart, and I'm going to make my life an expression of my love for her and her sister, not of my despair over what happened. That's what she would want. That's how I can honor her, and that's how I can honor the fact that I I get the gift of living out this life. She didn't. Mm-hmm. I get the gift of being able to live out this life and get older. So how am I going to honor that? And I think that's a choice that all of us get to make. I've I've seen, uh, and it reminded me of an inspirational, uh, I guess, meme that was was uh, I've seen posted all over the place. Uh, don't regret getting older because there are so many who don't get that chance. And it's it's uh, usually accompanied with a, a picture of a soldier or something like that. But but that's really true of of everyone. Uh, you, sometimes you don't get that opportunity and to embrace the years uh, that you have where maybe, like you said, yeah, you've got the aches and pains, but you've also got the, the wisdom uh, and knowledge to know what uh, you can do to improve your life at that point or at least the ability to find those things out. Um, exactly, exactly. And, you know, the reason I, I've been giving courageous living and courageous aging workshops for many years, and when people sit down and they really start facing into, we have, we have uh, resilience is in our DNA. We want to face into things. We want to be courageous. We want to deal with things. So we clear the air and we can move forward and create that best possible future. And that's what happens in my workshop. So, 
you know, since I can't give workshops and be all over the world doing that, I wrote this book, mm-hmm. and in the book are exercises from the workshop. And each one of the exercises is an opportunity for people to do the work. This is the work that we that's on the table for all of us, the opportunity to work through things like the fear of getting older, the dread, the images we have, the hardships that we face with aging parents, to deal yeah. with that. And to ultimately deal with the fact that life, you know, is a lease. We all got a lease. You know, we don't get to live forever. So how do I deal with the fact, rather than being consumed with the fear of death and dying or getting older, how do I deal with that and free up all that good energy so that I live my life more fully, more completely, less in fear, more in joy, more in creativity, and more reimagining my best possible future at every new season. Yeah, it's about changing that mindset that, yeah, like you've said uh, several times, that, uh, you know, once I hit 40, that's kind of it. I'm on the downhill slide. And yet maybe you're not as uh, elastic uh, in your joints as you were uh, when you were younger, but uh, th- that doesn't mean it's over. There you go. Well, it's it's we live in a society that you if you start noticing all the subtle messages tied to every television commercial show movie that the the biases judgments criticisms and myths of aging are embedded very deeply in our consciousness as a society as a western culture and it's important for each one of us to opt out of those messages that really are not constructive. It's not helpful for us to believe that anymore. We have to opt out and create our own picture of what it means to turn 40, 50, 60, and to go forward in life, to live forward in life, and to create that best possible future rather than hiding from our dreaded future because we're going to get older and it's all going to be older. We're going to be rendered irrelevant. We're going to be hung out on the 99 cent rack. (laughs) We're going to be downgraded to the Nordstrom's rack instead of out of Nordstrom's, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I I, I like that analogy. Uh, But then again, I like shopping at Nordstrom rack. So I am fine. I am fine with being put out there. (laughs) You know what? I think it's a great analogy because you can get some of the greatest value in life even though Nordstrom's has decided it's not the most valuable stuff they carry mm-hmm. you and I both know that if you shop carefully you can find the highest quality clothing and accessories oh, yeah. at the best price and that's kind of the way it is as we get older for us to discover we can have some of the highest quality living and, and and connections in our lives, intimacy, uh, authenticity, uh, joyfulness in our lives, and we we do it more efficiently. We don't have to be pr- winning people's approval and constantly being pleasing people and taking care of everybody else in some of the dreaded ways that we did when we were younger. We're more emotionally free and confident and strong to have our best possible future. 
I, I think that is a perfect analogy, and in fact, I'm going to use that uh, from now on uh, when, when, uh, when discussing these things, uh, especially as uh, uh, my parents start to complain about how they're getting old now, you know. Well, but you can still live your best life. Um, I, look- I want you to get, uh, this holiday season, I want you to get them a copy. As a matter of fact, I'll sign a few for your mom and dad. Yes, please do. Courageous Aging, because reading it, what I'm getting feedback is that as older people, our parents read it, it's changing their picture of what's possible in their lives. And a lot of them are giving up the old narratives about, oh, ain't it awful, and aren't things terrible, and aren't things getting worse. They're, they're putting up no whining signs in their <laughs> homes and in retirement communities. And my mom had a rule. She was living in a retirement community. She had a rule because everybody, when she moved into that place, everybody would sit down and whine about what was terrible in their life that that was going on right now. My kids, my aching knees, my back, the food, whatever. They'd look for something that wasn't right. And she set up a rule at the table she sat. She said, there's a no whining rule. You have one, you get one complaint you get to voice one complaint per meal. That's it. <laughs> and and then you get to talk about some good things that happened that day. And let's change the economy of how we feed ourselves a diet of either discouragement or encouragement and appreciation. I love that idea. And uh, yes, uh, we're we're definitely we kind of already have it written down here that this book is going to my parents and grandparents. Uh, but yes, that uh, <laughs> hopefully will certainly help uh, things around uh, around uh, the houses and and uh, uh, facilities uh, that, that they live in. Well, Dr. Truck, we are uh, we are out of time. Uh, I feel like there is so much more we could talk about. I would love to talk to you again here in the near future. The book is Courageous Aging and uh, you have a website as well for people who are kind of wanting to dip their toe into this uh kendruck.com right there's a lot of a lot of stuff there a lot of good stuff a lot of articles i i just wrote an article about hot flashes in costco so <laughs> it's not only heavy serious it's fun stuff because i had my executive assistant tell me the other day that she said do you know why everybody's in the freezer at costco I said, what are you talking about? She said, they're all having hot flashes. <laughs> you know, so, so we can also laugh and have fun yeah. about the, what we're all going through. And I look forward to our next conversation, JR. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us again. We'll talk to you soon. So I look forward. Bye-bye now. If you would like to learn more about Ken and Courageous Aging, you can visit livehappynow.com. And while you're doing so, please let us know what you thought of our conversation with Ken. You can uh, do so by finding us on Twitter at LiveHappy. Go to Facebook.com slash LiveHappy or send us an email podcast at LiveHappy.com. For all of us here at the Live Happy Now podcast and magazine, I'm J.R. Houston saying so long and thank you for helping us to live happy.